0: you're listening to season three of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gilfren, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a confidence and career coach, I am a huge believer that success is strongly linked to having a positive mindset. My mission is to empower ambitious women like you to gain the confidence to smash your goals and keep progressing in your career. In this series, I will be sharing some really valuable tips and techniques to help you get ahead in your career. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am so excited that you join me again today. And it's been a while actually since I've done a solo episode. So, as you'll have seen, I've really made an effort to try and find some fantastic specialists that we can really begin to explore alternative perspectives with. Because I think it's hugely important that A, you're not just getting bored of my voice all the time, but also that, you know, we're really looking into these specialist areas and really seeing how other people are thinking towards different different targets, different options, different topics that we're looking at out there in the world at the moment. So you will see a few more interview episodes throughout the remainder of the season, in season three at the moment. Um, But I will still be doing some solo episodes as well. So today's podcast is all about career change. And as a lot of you know, I am a confidence and career coach. And what I've noticed this year is I've had a lot of clients coming to me looking specifically for career coaching rather than looking towards the confidence side, which is most probably um, most popular towards the end of last year. And what I'm finding is that people are really considering what it is that they want to do. Um, And I start by saying that I am a huge advocate for actually staying in the same business that you're in, if there is a good cultural fit there. I always think it's such a shame when, you know, organizations that do have a really great culture, but just maybe haven't made the progression steps as obvious for that individual. And they end up losing people because, you know, people think, oh, there's nowhere for me to go. Or, um, you know, they're they're looking to to get that kind of increase in financial result, really. So I always think that that's a bit of a shame. So first and foremost, I would always advocate looking a little bit closer to home if you're thinking about a change. And what we often don't do, and this is something that I teach in my corporate group coaching program, what we often don't do is take the responsibility to co-create our own career with our organization, So rather than thinking, there's nothing here for me or I want to explore something different, actually having the confidence to sit down and discuss where your strengths and passions lie and really having conversation to say, look, you know, what other roles could we work towards me getting to? You know, it could be that you're in sales and you're thinking, I've absolutely had it with these targets every month. You know, I'm feeling that actually I'm a lot more compassionate, a lot more creative, and actually I'd love to explore a role perhaps in the human resources department. Rather than leaving your organization and going somewhere else to find that, consider working within the realms of your own organization. So that's kind of like my preamble on staying in the same business, because I do think that should be the first port of call. However, I also understand and will validate any challenges that you have towards the fact that sometimes moving from one organization to the next is the right move for you. And what I'm seeing as a common trend in a lot of clients that are coming to me is that throughout the COVID period, um, when we were all in lockdown and working from home, throughout that period, there was a lot of changes and kind of overnight adaptability that we really needed to embody as employees within that organization. And I think that what I'm seeing from a lot of people is that it was all hands to deck, The workload's increased and there was a general belief or kind of understanding that, you know, when we got back to normal, that this workload would kind of plateau again. But for a lot of people, that hasn't happened. For a lot of people, that has become the new normal. And where so many other organisations have become more and more focused on well-being at work and really looking at advocating for that work-life balance... Unfortunately, other organizations are now looking at combining that kind of commute time that you would have had either side of the working day into the working hours as standard. Now, of course, they don't always say this. It's not something that's actually said, but I think that that's the impression a lot of people get is that the expectation is that, you know, we all need to muck in. And that's fine for a period of time. But when it feels as though that's become the new norm, it can become really frustrating. And what we can find is that this kind of misalignment with work life balance becomes a bit of a challenge and we start to burn out. So I know from speaking to a lot of people that this is a very real problem. And one of the the kind of concerns that I've had shared with me is I don't want to I don't want to be considered a job hopper you know I really want to be able to be seen as somebody who can be relied upon um, and somebody who's loyal but I've only been at this organization for two years for example you know I don't really know if it's the right time for me to move and I think that this is a really interesting concept Um, and it's one that I've sort of looked into myself because I came across an article, actually, um, on Monster. Um, Those of you who don't know, Monster's like a a job search site. They have quite a lot of blog posts and articles regarding this topic. Um, And according to Monster, people are now changing jobs on average every four years. So actually, what we need to sort of remember is that Markets and industries and workplaces are changing and evolving so rapidly now that actual individuals' roles, or in some cases, entire departments, can actually be totally eradicated or transformed into something new very quickly. So it's becoming more and more normal for people to be moving on or transitioning into something different. What the Monster article also told me, which I found interesting, was that we have a lot of these perceptions surrounding our tenure, uh, so how long we've worked at a place. And again, you know, as I suggested, that sort of loyalty that we feel towards somewhere. And the article, I'm going to link it in the show notes, by the way, because I probably just sound like I'm starting off all sorts of nonsense. So I'll link it actually in the show notes for you to read. Um, but they said that, Effectively, an average tenure, so how long you've been somewhere, for the age group of between 25 years old to 34 years old is now an average of 2.8 years. Whereas for people in the age bracket of 55 and over, the tenure is over 10 years. So that really shows us that things have changed in terms of how we adapt to things and our understanding of our need to adapt and evolve to change as well. So I'm going to be talking about some advantages of moving to a new organisation if you feel that a career change is on the horizon for you. So the first advantage and as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm always talking about building confidence, stretching your comfort zone, but the first advantage is actually looking at working at a new organization involves lots of different things. Some of these things you may not have done for a very long time. And what I'm talking about here is things like updating your CV, writing a cover letter, and um, having telephone interviews, having the actual interviews. A lot of them are done by Zoom now, um, which I'll come on to in a later point. But some of them are still face to face. And this entire process of effectively selling yourself and self-advocating for the value that you've created in your career to date is really going to put you out of your comfort zone. I'm not going to tell a lie. It is going to be a little bit scary for some people. But you know what? getting out of a comfort zone is a positive thing. It really pushes you to look at refining skills that you didn't know needed refining. So when we're talking about this kind of communicating of your value, it's a really great practice to get into. Now, even if you're not sure whether you want to go ahead with a move and you're simply exploring things in the market. An experience end to end from application, from job search. Sorry, application, um, interview, and then feedback. That end to end process is hugely valuable in learning things about yourself and the way that you've assessed your suitability for your next role. Some people that are doing the interview, so hiring managers give fantastic feedback about the whole interview process. So even if it's a case of you don't actually get that job, you're not successful in the job that you've applied for, it's still a fantastic process for really helping you to get out of your comfort zone and realize no one died, nothing terrible happened. So it's really going to help you to boost your confidence as well. The second point is I sort of touched on this earlier, but it's it's all about keeping at the forefront of change. So if you think about you know, the work that you've done within your organization, even if you've moved between different departments or perhaps moved up in a more traditional linear career path, the likelihood is, is that within that business, you will have been using the same systems, so the same um, software that you might have on all of your laptops so you might use Outlook for your email, you might use um, um, Microsoft CRM or Salesforce or something like that for your CRM. You might have a specific expenses software that you use. But whatever it is that you're used to using in those areas keeps you working in a specific way. But actually, by moving to a different organization, there's all different types of softwares, of course, but processes behind the way in which things are done. And if we look at somebody who's maybe been in their career for quite some time and always used the same systems, let's say their hand is forced. Let's say, unfortunately, they're made redundant and they need to look for a new role, but they've been really comfortably in this happy place where they knew how things worked. When your hand is forced for something and change is thrust upon you rather than you seeking change, it can feel really quite scary and confronting. So for that individual, working towards a completely new system and completely new process could actually be really daunting and terrifying. So making sure that you're agile enough to be able to move from different systems and embrace new processes is a skill in itself. So that's another advantage of moving from one organization to the other. The next one is looking at your innate ability to adapt to change. So similarly, we've been talking about new software, new processes. Um, But really looking at being able to adapt the skills that you've learned in your career so far and showing that your skills and the way that you present yourself is multifaceted is a really good way of being able to present yourself, not just for the next role that you're going to, but for future roles as well. Um, A lot of the larger technology companies now Looking at people's CVs and really wanting to see variety on there Um, and within their own structures internally, they're not keeping people in roles for years and years. They're making sure that you're kept, you know, kept waiting for that challenge, kept agile, kept moving around and looking at utilizing different skill sets that you've got because they always say, don't they, that phrase, a change is as good as as a rest and i think that so often when we get very ingrained into routine sometimes we lose a lot of that creative spark so by moving into a new organisation it really shows that you can look at the skills that you've got and be able to apply those in different areas as well so it's going to be it's going to really help you with your employability outside of this next step as well the next one is so often in the past, if I've ever been looking to move jobs, <laughs> um, I've spoken to either a recruiter or the hiring manager um, and tried to understand a little bit more about the application process. And I've, I'll be completely honest, I've almost been totally scared of even putting my hat in the ring because they've said, oh yeah, so... And um, there's a phone interview and then it's two in person interviews. And I've just thought to myself, A, because I, I hate lying, I'm a rubbish liar, and I just think it's it goes against my morals as well. I'd think to myself, how on earth am I going to get two days off work to attend these interviews? And I'd be absolutely terrified. And it would just result in me either not going for it or absolutely rushing around like a mad hatter, trying to do it, you know, either in a lunch break or by taking a half day. Now the process is so much easier. Now, of course, a lot of people will want to see you in person for one, the interviews. But if there are multiple stages in that interview process, a lot of them can be done online now. And because people are working from home, it's a lot easier to kind of flex your hours and say, okay, could we do first thing in the morning at 8am, for example, or perhaps we could do 4.30 because I'll be finished by then. It means that you don't have to have that constant worry of how am I going to accommodate this process? And also, I think it's really, it's a lot easier now to kind of ask for that process up front so that you can begin to plan that in as well. So it's going to be really beneficial, the fact that you can hopefully be flexible. Now, if you can't be flexible because, you know, perhaps you have a role where you need to be on site, there's always that request back to the hiring managers to see how flexible that they can be for you. Now, this might sound a bit strange, but... I feel as though back in the day, you know, you would go to an interview and it was very much about, you know, the hiring manager grilling you to try and understand a lot more about you. Whereas now things have changed a little bit, which brings me on to my next point, which is all about you interviewing them. So we talked a little bit at the beginning about cultural fit. And if you are in an organization that you have a really natural cultural fit with and that you absolutely love, you know, as I said, I'd always advocate that you stay there. But let's say you know what you don't want because you've had an experience like that or perhaps you're you're in an environment like that now. And you're actually quite clear on what you do want and what your values are. And it's going to be really important for you to make sure that you identify organizations that truly do live these values rather than maybe indicating something towards that or that supports the value, but not necessarily living them day in, day out. So really, interviews should be seen more now these days as a collaborative process. So it's very much about you understanding from the other person, the hiring manager, what they're going to be able to do to support and develop you whilst you're there. And also for you to make sure that the fit that they're sort of advertising feels right to you as well, because If you're going to be wanting to move into that organization, knowing that, you know, they've got flexible hours or, you know, the maternity is going to be great further down the line. All these things might be something that you want to check out in the first instance. So the process previously might have seemed quite daunting. But nowadays, a lot of organizations are very open to this collaborative process. And not only that, but they really encourage you to interview them back to make sure that, let's face it, make sure that you're not going to join and then leave again in a couple of months if they haven't met your expectations. So things have definitely changed and the process is not necessarily as scary as you might remember. Now, the next thing, it again, it leads on very nicely to the culture of workplaces changing. and um, We alluded a little bit to that on the last point, which was about the interview process. But honestly, the cultures of workplaces are having to evolve. Now, ever since, we've been looking at working from home and that sort of thing. And I, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode about how we can reach burnout a lot quicker because we take on and take on and take on. And because we don't necessarily have anybody around us to kind of call us out on the fact that we're flapping a little bit. (laughs) You probably know what I'm talking about because it's either you that's flapping or maybe somebody that you know in your organization. Um, But we're taking on more and more and more. And actually workplace culture is changing now to make sure that we have that kind of time to reflect and really look at how we can manage our own workloads effectively so that we know before we commit to something whether or not we've actually got the bandwidth to take it on. So I know that a lot of workplace workplaces are now Um, really keen to kind of work through well-being processes. So really looking at helping you to look out for certain things. And there's a lot more accessibility to things like coaching. So um, as some of you probably know, I do a lot of corporate coaching um, within my group program that I deliver within organizations. Those sorts of things are being sponsored by organizations to really help you to get the most out of your workplace experience. So when we think about things like um, that you may have sort of that that job hangover, I hate that phrase, but um, it basically refers to when you've been in a role and you've been kind of conditioned to things being a certain way and then you go to a completely new environment and it's so refreshing, you almost feel like you've been tricked. <laughs> I hope that you have that experience. Um, so when you kind of come to this place where you've got this this kind of hangover, you can really start to look at, okay, what do I now want? You know, what what do I recognize that wasn't working for me before that I would love support with here? So um, it's a really positive thing. And a lot of the workshops and that sort of thing that companies will be putting on as a matter of course, um, as the norm, are things like, you know, managing stress, So all these things that you've experienced previously, but not really known how to deal with, a lot of workplace cultures are now really embodying these as part of their values. Um, So definitely look at when you are looking at new organizations, what sort of workshops, coaching, personal development things that they will allow you to be part of or sponsor you through. And finally, I don't know why this is finally. I've written down seven points, but seven's a good number. So finally, and this is the final one for a reason. So you'll notice that I've not said anything about money here. So often people think that the reason that they need to leave or move on or go for any challenge is because they want to keep moving up in that kind of financial ranking. And I get it, you know, cost of living is going up a ridiculous amount, we're all in the same boat. Um, And advantages of moving to a new organisation, well, usually you can command a higher rate of salary. Typically, when people are moving from one organisation to the other, you can expect an increase of around 15% to be requested. Now, the last six months... I have seen some crazy, crazy increases because there's so many jobs available and so few people to actually do those jobs. So it's a really strange time at the moment where actually I've seen um, large organizations, global organizations actually say things like, I don't wanna know what you get paid now. I want to know what you want to get paid for this role. So the whole salary thing is being looked at, again, in a totally different way, which falls in line again with what we've been talking about with workplace cultures changing. So it's really about making sure that when you get into that role, you feel that you're being rewarded in line with something that you feel is fair and an increase for you. And I definitely believe in this method because what I always talk about Is fulfillment being hugely important. And when you've driven something forward yourself, when you've, you know, put something forward, described your reasons, and it gets agreed, that fulfillment and that excitement that you're going to feel because you've made something happen yourself is going to be way higher than if you just didn't say anything and were offered a higher amount than you expected. Which is why I'm always so keen to talk about career co-creation, because I love the fact that we can all have, we can all have a hand in pushing ourselves forward by using the right communication skills. So, yeah, by moving to a new organization is going to give you that opportunity to command a higher salary. Now, of course, you can also ask for a higher salary within your organization, but what I don't recommend that you do. <laughs> is just go in there and ask for more money. My recommendation here is, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now, but if you want to step up, really design, take the time to build a bit of a business case for what you feel your next step up should be and what you think would be a fair remuneration package in line with that. Now, this is probably going to make you stand out a lot more than somebody who just goes in and says, well, I want more money. But it also really starts the cogs whirring in your line manager's head to think about the possibilities of where the idea that you've got could go. So definitely consider looking at that if you do want to stay in your organization, but want more money. So I hope this has been useful to you if you are considering a a career change. Now, obviously, with my coaching, I do career coaching one-to-one. And if you really feel as though you are at sort of a bit of a crossroads really, and you want some support identifying where you feel you should go and what ultimate success and fulfillment feels like for you, definitely get in touch I do still have availability for new one-to-one clients. and I would absolutely love to hear from you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please do leave me a rating and a review if you enjoyed the podcast and I will look forward to seeing you on the next one thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. Now, if you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. It really helps other people to find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, it's at Rachel Harriet Coaching on Instagram. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great day.